Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday, May 10, 2023. Let's start the show on 2024 Rivals four-star forward Donnie Freeman. As many of you know, Freeman will be announcing his college decision on Thursday at 3.30 p.m., and Syracuse is one of his five finalists. Alabama, Georgia Tech, Iowa, and Texas are his other schools. There's a lot of momentum around Syracuse, and four rivals recruiting analysts have put in future cast to the Orange, and the intel I've received is that it's really a two-team race between the Orange and Alabama, with Syracuse as the clear favorite at this point. If Freeman does commit, it would be head coach Red Autry's first high school commit, and along with top 75 guard Elijah Moore, it would send a very clear message that Syracuse basketball recruiting is back. Meanwhile, Joe Girard announced earlier in the week that he's headed to Clemson, so we get to see Girard in a different orange uniform at least once in the JMA Wireless Dome. And we're still awaiting a decision on guard Judah Mintz, who's still going through the NBA draft process. Let's check in on how Judah's doing with NBA scout Ryan Blake. Ryan, really appreciate the time as always. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. So, Ryan, I think this is the 10th year we've had you on the program. So, first off, thanks for being a guest for the last decade. And we'll get you started on this one. You've had a chance to watch Judah Mintz through a few of these NBA draft workouts. What did you think of him? Well, yeah. I mean, as a as a freshman, you know, you had a, a, a 6'3 uh, combo guard. You played a couple positions. Um, you know, he was, I think he was an honorable mention um, all conference this year. He's a good scorer off the dribble. He's a decent playmaker. Uh, he plays both ends of the floor. Um, I think one of the, when as a scout, when you're looking at a player, um, especially coming from a system uh, uh, as that's been integrated for so many years, you, 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 you understand how to decipher how it may translate to that next level. And when you look at uh, someone like Judah, you go, okay, you're trying to figure out, you know, is, is he going to be able to do these things at the next level? And I think when you do have a solid athlete that uh, can play both ends of the floor but still needs to improve his shooting, you know, he's a guy that he is always going to have to be on, the, you know, the radar to see how he's going to develop throughout the years and against um, a better competition surrounded by uh, a plethora of 
five NBA athletes playing against five NBA athletes. So he he's always going to be a prospect. Right. I think the biggest concern I'd have if I were an NBA scout watching his tape from Syracuse is that he struggles to shoot the ball from downtown. And for really any Syracuse player who plays in that zone all year, the jury's always out on whether he can play man-to-man defense at the next level. What did you see on these two fronts? I think those are things that are left to be determined. Um, you know, having individual workouts will help. Uh, putting them through different situations. Each team is going to have different uh, workouts, uh, different opportunities for him to see that. But overall, it will be, you know, in live game situations. Uh, as of right now, he was not invited to the G League elite camp. I don't know if he's been invited to the G League Combine. Um, and usually one of the details, um, you know, or feedback you can get as a player that has declared or is testing the waters is, is that, hey, if you don't get into any of those events, then it may be a good idea for you to return to school, but also to get that feedback. It's also good that you can go ahead and, and try to get some of those individual workouts and get that experience and stuff. So the teams will bring them into situations where they can do three-on-three. Three. Um, if he was invited to the uh, invited to the Chicago pre-draft combine, then there's going to be five-on-five five opportunities, and he'll get that experience, but also the NBA teams will get uh, a better idea, you know, or another opportunity to see him in uh, a different environment for those concerns. Like you said, can he shoot from uh, long distance? And, and you know, during our combine, too, you know, we have a great set of shooting drills that are, you know, some are, um, I would say, condition-oriented as well. So, you know, he doesn't have the time where he could sit back and take as much time as he wants to shoot and stuff. So um, live situations and the, the testing and, Uh, are are good opportunities for both the the scouts and for the player. You touched on this earlier, but Judah so far hasn't been invited to the G League Combine. If you were writing the report that advises him on where he stands as an NBA prospect in this draft, what would you write there? Uh, I'm not not in that position to say, hey, no, you don't do that. I think individually and getting that feedback, you know, we have um, we have an NBA advisory panel that gives the players the the advice. Uh, he'll also have those um, one-on-one meetings and get the feedback from those teams, respectively. Because uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, quotes, or the greatest, uh, my father uh, was asked one time, says, is so-and-so an, uh, an NBA player or a first-round draft pick? And my dad said, he is if you make him one. So um, I think if it's feedback, and all the all the feedback that comes back and says, hey, you're not going to be a first-round draft pick. And I think that's important for you to try to do as much as you can to get the experience, to get the opportunity to open up those doors so you can get a first-round draft pick because that's guaranteed money. When you don't get drafted in the first round, whether it's second round or free agent, that opportunity closes and it decreases. And you want to do everything you can to get that opportunity because it's not just, you know, it's, it's guys, um, you know, coming out of high school that have gone into the uh, G League um, 
uh, you know, with our G League elite or select, uh, we've got international players. We've got undergraduates and international early entries. So you want to do everything that you can because the NBA teams want to bring in um, a player that is ready to play, most likely. We do have our G League teams, and we do have, you know, two ways, et cetera. But as a player, you want to do everything that you can to make sure you can give yourself the best opportunity. And if that feedback comes back and says, no, it's okay. Go back, get more experience in college, you know, um, and, and until you're ready. Ryan, we'll get you out of here on this one. Joe Girard's heading to Clemson for his final season of eligibility. You got to see him in workouts as well. What does he need to do in his final season with the Tigers to improve his NBA draft stock? Well, I think, you know, you have a 6-1, again, combo guard. Uh, he's a guy that can that can pass, that can shoot. I mean, he's a really, really good shooter from deep, and, and that's part of what the what the NBA teams, you know, as we can see, we, we like shooters. Uh, especially from distance. And when you've got a guy that's a career, like 37, 38% three-point shooter, that's a big plus. Um, as, as a 6'1 guard, you're going to have to become a playmaker and a defender, and you're going to have to prove that to the NBA teams. And I think next year um, he'll have an opportunity to play in our Portsmouth Invitational, which has had – huge success over the last two years, which is a college senior-only event in Portsmouth, Virginia. It'll be going on 70th year next year. Um, and it's an opportunity for those college seniors uh, to play five-on-five in a tournament setting in front of all of the NBA teams. Um, you know, one of the, the things this year we had, for the first time in a long time, we had a, a number of seniors that were similar into his position that chose not to go to Portsmouth. And they had gotten, you know, some bad advice where they said, okay, I, I'm going to try to get into the G League League camp and and try to get into the combine. Uh, they wouldn't get into the combine, and many of these are, are, are not selected to go into the G League League camp. So they missed that opportunity. And I think some of the advices uh, that they got was, hey, um, this is a tiered event, and it's, and it's really not the Portsmouth Invitational. The Portsmouth Invitational and his event to get as, as many of those seniors an opportunity to play, uh, to play in that setting. And in Portsmouth, we take those players, uh, we take at least five of those players and bring them to Chicago, whether it's uh, the, the elite G League elite event or the combine. Um, so for for Gerard, this would be that opportunity. He's going to be in a different setting, you know, at Clemson. You know, we've had a couple of good players from Clemson that have come to the Portsmouth and Z League League camp. It's in a, uh, a different system, so he'll have the opportunity to prove that um, uh, and hopefully doing so at the point guard spot. Ryan, that was awesome. Thank you so much, not for just this podcast, but for the last decade as well. You've got it, Wes. Ten years, let's make it 11. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As long as Syracuse keeps putting guys in the NBA, we're still going to keep asking you to come on the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Ryan Blake, ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure to have him on. He's been scouting players since 1996, which means he was scouting some of these players 10 years before they were even born. So definitely some great insights from him. 
We'll take a quick break. We're going to dive back into Syracuse football recruiting with 2024 tight end Jamie Tremble after I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice of the Juice podcast. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. So the Syracuse football coaching staff is all across the country right now evaluating players at their schools, and the Orange just offered one of the top tight ends in the 2024 class out of Georgia, Jamie Tremble, and we welcome on the show now. Jamie, thanks for your time. How are you? Uh, It's going great. How are you? Yeah, Jamie, doing great. First question for you. You picked up an offer from Syracuse on Thursday. How did it feel to get that offer? I mean, it was kind of crazy. You know, just like... Syracuse, I always watched them growing up and stuff, and so getting just like a, a huge offer from them was just crazy, especially um, from Coach, uh, talking to Coach, it was um, it was crazy. Coach Campanelli, he was, it was crazy. So yeah, you were offered by tight ends coach Nunzio Campanelli. What did you guys talk about? Um, so he talked to me, he uh, he was just asking about my, uh, my life and just uh, about my family and stuff. After that, he was just talking about me as a player, and he just he, uh, he was just talking to me about uh, me as a player, and he was uh, talking about my versatility and how I was a really athletic tight end, and how he could split me out or split me in, and he just thought I was like a dynamic receiver that uh, and I could fit in really well with their uh, offense. Coach Nunes described you as an athletic dynamic receiver for a tight end, and you know that Syracuse already has one now in Aranda Gaddison. He was first team all ACC last year. When you see a guy like that playing the position you're being recruited to, does that affect how you look at the Syracuse offer? Mm-hmm. Most definitely, because you know I feel like they could use uh, my assets to like the best of their of uh, their ability, and I could um, you know I could really I could really uh, shine there because uh, they'd be using my abilities. Um, pretty good. So, Syracuse is obviously not the only school that's looking at you. You're a four-star recruit. You hold a lot of high major offers. Is anyone standing out to you right now? Um, definitely Syracuse. So Syracuse, um, Syracuse, Mississippi State, um, Duke, um, probably I'd say Georgia Tech as well. And um, I've had a few other schools reach out to me recently. Um, like Texas A&M and uh, Miami. Um, so I'm still keeping uh, my recruitment open and stuff and just keeping my eyes out. But uh, I'm probably going to set up a few uh, a few visits in, a few, in about like two weeks. I'll probably set up um, a visit schedule um, for all the schools I'm visiting. So when you get to set up visits, what are you looking for in a school? Um, just a school that's um just invested in me like the coaching staff like as much as I put into the school I want them to like put into me so yeah just like a school that's you know really invested in me and uh is gonna like make me the best player I can be Jamie you're a Georgia guy I know your brother Tommy plays at Notre Dame but does location matter to you um no like I love traveling to my brother's games in um in Notre Dame so I mean uh no matter how far the school is, I just feel like as long as it fits me, 
it doesn't really matter how far it is. How does it feel to see your recruitment take off like this? And did your brother prepare you for this? Uh, it feels kind of crazy, you know, all this, especially like right now at this moment, like a bunch of schools are hitting me up and stuff like that. And I'm kind of just taking it in, but, um, my brother gives me advice and says so my dad, just like keeping a, a low, like my head low and just taking it all in, but like, and just enjoying it. And then, um, when it comes to make your decision, just, you got to make the best decision for you. Last question for you, Jamie, do you have a timeline for making a decision? Uh, I was thinking about giving myself, you know, some time, so probably around signing day. So, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about just waiting it out, waiting after the season, and then uh, probably making a decision. Jamie, thanks so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you guys um, you interviewing me today. Jamie Tremble, ladies and gentlemen, Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, and Syracuse. That's an incredible offer list, and given his pedigree, don't be surprised when more Blue Bloods get involved in his recruitment. Obviously has a great head on his shoulders, and we'll see where he ultimately ends up around signing day. I'm going to close the show on the same topic that I spoke about on last week's podcast, and that's about Florida State Transfer Center Naheem McLeod. He took an official visit to Syracuse over the weekend, and all the indications are that the visit went well. He's on the Mississippi State campus today for an official visit, and as of right now, he has no other visits scheduled, so the obvious implication is that it's a two-team race between Mississippi State and Syracuse. I don't have any inside information on this particular recruitment, but while I'm not as certain about McLeod as I am about Donnie Freeman, I'd still say that Syracuse has an outstanding chance of landing the rival's three-star center. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, NBA scout Ryan Blake and 2024 tight end Jamie Tremble. This is Wes Chang reminding you that I went whale watching once. It's very similar to watching people on a boat become very disappointed. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 